Oh shit. Like I just oh, have moments shit. of my life that is this cake interrupted by moments where I don't have the cake and then moments that come right. back to me having more of this cake. Can you guys hear us? Of course. We can definitely hear you. I love okay. the microphone. That microphone's fantastic. Just making sure we have two mics over here and sometimes, you know, it's going through one and we're talking yeah. into the other one. Got it. Understood. No, you got that. You have you have a high production value now. So you have to be careful with which your microphones are set up. You don't wanna you don't wanna mess that up. I understand. Yeah. Ugh. Yo, look at this guy. Damn. What's going on? Hey. Yeah. Sexual chocolate. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so the best chocolate comes from Stockholm. Okay. I have I have no I am not turning my camera on. I have no shirt on. I'm not. I'm yeah, still, no. still rubbing out to that still. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna go old school like a magazine. I don't need. I don't need uh... <laughs> he said, "I'm old school." I'm old school. Counter, exactly. Uh, really, give it the old Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, hi everybody. What's up, guys? Is... Ready for the paper cuts with the ointment? Uh, so. We're starting the show, and we're all yeah. scattered to the winds. Uh, you guys want to tell us where where you guys are all located right now? Starting with you, Q. I'm currently in Stockholm, Sweden, over here on the other what? side. Uh, I am hanging out with my creative partner, uh, Sarah Bittemazire, and um, getting tours around uh, parts of Sweden, enjoying uh, different eclectic foods, and realizing that. The pastry game, the pastry game here is top notch, but uh, the taco game is an interesting situation. So, you didn't make it that far. <laughs> Look, not um, everything can be San Diego. I'm just gonna put it that way. Uh, this is up. And so, by day you're eating pastries, and by night you're doing uh laptop cruise shit. Look, how I make my money while I'm in, in in these streets is my social, I guess, social welfare business. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Uh, you go outside and like, it's just quiet. <laughs> it's just quiet. It's wild. It's just quiet. I don't. I don't. I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So, but you, Nico, where you at? I'm at home, bro. I'm just I'm I'm in DC. I'm chilling. Uh, I'm at home base for right now. Um, I think we're not gonna be traveling until probably the, the winter time. The fall is gonna be all home team, home team work. Nigga, I think your audio is a little butchered. Oh damn, for real. I think so it's a little bit you hear too cute or no? Yeah, I just I just picked up a little bit of like it sounded like a bunch of trash cans in the back of your trunk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I had to tell my I had to tell my hair up. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> I think we need to do like a musical. You just can't speak to us. You gotta sing to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nico has finally made his final ascension to Pootie Time. <laughs> this guy. No, it's, my hair is, is wow, bro. My hair is wild long now. Um, so you know, these these Sony headphones don't do what my what my AirPods used to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will say I put a I put a pair of those uh, noise canceling uh, iPhone uh, headphones, whatever. They're actually really good. Yep. 
I was very surprised and pleased. The AirPods Pro. I wouldn't buy it, but I'm saying I would I would use somebody else's. Or steal them. Yes. Yeah. That's the Nico. They're worth the five finger. You know what I'm saying? Like many things, like many things are, they are worth the five finger discount. Mm. You know, there's this um there's this writer that talks about the need for corruption amongst revolutionary activity in order to deteriorate like the system rather than trying to live within the lines of it. So I think I think we got it. So you're saying morally, that's okay. Not only is it okay, it's encouraged. It's got it. Hey. <laughs> wow, look at that beard. If, if Q says it's okay, then I'm, a, I'm all right. That thing looks, that thing looks fantastic. That's, that's, an, that's an intimidation beard right there. A beard will punch you in the beard. Yeah, it is. A, look a little closer. They're just like, Yesterday's food and some other country. Yeah, it's the remnants of be- it's like the Highlander of beards. It's literally made from the beard of other beards. There we go. There it is. It can only be one. It can only be one. Just absorbing other beards. I love it. I was probably dressed. This is the last episode of the season, and it's first time in a while. All four of us kind of yeah. gathered. All four of the Voltron bots. It looks like the Justice League. We're like, oh, where the fuck Superman? Where's Where's Green Lantern? We're all saving parts of the world, yeah. and it's the first time we're having a Justice League meeting. Yeah, we're finally, gonna get, finally gonna get the backstory on Cyborg. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny? I actually did just uh, get through the the Snyder cut with my with my partner. It was great. It took the entire day because we had to take breaks. Four yeah. hours. Oh my god, because. Did you did you become a proud boy at the end of it? Like, is that what happens? Like, do you automatically get, oh, like this Shapiro call you? Is there is there is there a link between these two things? I didn't apparently. Know. Yeah, I was just reading a whole thing about uh, not reading. Um, yeah, I was reading a thing about like how there's like this like weird like back channel. Everything's a back channel route to like eventually becoming like a white supremacist. I mean, I feel like that. I feel like that doesn't address yeah, how easy it is for white algorithms. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've not heard that. I don't know what you but mean. But I also I'm confused. It's like I feel like it's a, it must be immensely easy for white supremacists to become white supremacists, and so everything is like triggering, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. Preach, brother. Yeah. And cut. <laughs> um. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Last episode <laughs> of the season. We're gonna. Save the juiciest tidbits and most salacious rumors for this episode. Not yet. Oh my goodness. What? Let's 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 address it. Let's get to the shits. Let's get to it. Let's dump both barrels. <laughs> Any more uh delicious rumors about like overturning, toppling the government? Always. Uh, I've I've not heard any other rumors, although the the indictments on forty what is forty five just keep on adding up. It's it's bad it's bad that when the indictments come out, it explains your presidency. You know what I'm saying? Like it explains your work, yeah. like what happened. Like you're just like, what did you do for the past? Well, check my rap sheet. You'll see what happened. Because before I was like, I don't know what this cat did, and now I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. You were busy. You had things to do. It's like. Oh. Have my energy elsewhere. 
You guys been watching movies or anything lately? Anything y'all want to talk about before we get into today's topic? Mm. Media. I just stole uh, Blue Beetle the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was stole that. Uh, it was cool. It was like a it was like a really good uh, streaming movie. What um, movie is this? Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So he's like the he's like the Mexican Black Panther. Got it. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, yeah, no, very much so. Um, but it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film. It was entertaining. Um, it's the tone is very different from the other DC films. So it's like kind of it's it's closer to Shazam, but not as campy. Like Shazam was bad campy. Yeah. This is like not quite. This is more slightly uh, less serious than Black Adam campy. Yeah, it's definitely um, a family fun movie. You saw it? Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Oh, you already saw it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I stole it. I, I'm usually glad I steal things. But, so five-finger <laughs> discount. It's worth He's the like, five-finger discount. I don't know if discount. y'all heard, but I said I stole that shit. <laughs> Yo, the streets I heard think, me. I think that's actually like a really good way of rating movies, the five-finger discount. Like, is it worth yeah. stealing? It's like, depending on how many yeah. fingers. Fuck this you know star rating. Like all right, yeah, I, 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 I would I would steal with like two fingers like this. Is it worth? Is it worth <laughs> theft? Maybe, maybe put it back. You know, if a couple the, the more fingers required, you know what I'm saying? The, the well, I the mean, it's it's legitimate. Is, is they don't prosecute for like you know certain in certain cities they don't prosecute for that kind of thing. So you know, right. it's important to it's important to understand. And, and so are uh, IP addresses. Those are also important to understand. VPNs are great. Yep. Anyway, I, mean, I was I watching. I supported the white man and I actually went to the theater. So, you know. <laughs> Sucker. Uh, <laughs> I've been hearing that it's really good. I've been hearing Blue Beetle is really good, but also that it flopped this past weekend, which is. Yeah, it definitely did. Disappointing. And I don't feel like it's off the merit of Blue Beetle, but I feel like it's kind of that people are just kind of just waiting for James Gunn's reboot. So like anything they put out until then, they're just kind of like, his core audience doesn't, knows that none of this stuff matters anymore. They're just burning off their stock, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, people weren't super high on Shazam. Uh, I don't, I think it was mixed for The Flash, right? Um, it was mixed for The Flash. Just, Secret Invasion got, tired of you know, fun. I think they're not mm -hmm. as excited. They're not as yeah. motivated as they used to be. So they're kind of like, I don't want to say saturated, but it's like there is. There's been a lot of superhero movies, so there's no, like, I need to go see it week one or I need to whatever. Like, I'll see it when I see it. There just hasn't been anything. Well, I, think it, I think things have, like, somewhat, in some ways, they've balanced out, right? So it's like the appeal of superhero films had a lot to do with the fact that you hadn't seen superheroes done well on a big screen. Now that it's been done well a certain amount of times, it's kind of like for granted where you're like, if it's not done at least that well, why are we doing it? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, to me, I think the balancing of the scales is like, you're once again highlighting the comic book readers versus people who are fans of the film universes. But I think what kind of sucks for the comic book readers is like, all of these studios are conglomerating in a way where the the movie executives have say over how the comic book stories are going and it just limits the scope of what artists are able to do yeah 
Um, I think to a degree also, I think there's a definitely a difference between how Marvel's doing and how people feel about Marvel and how DC is doing. Like they're both not doing great, but I feel like they're not doing great for different reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I looked it up and just overall with the DCEU, uh, out of all their movies, I think only two of them had like an A cinema score, two of them had A minus and everything else was like B or B plus or below, you know? So like mm-hmm. the majority of the movies are kind of mid uh, mm-hmm. as regarded by the public at large, uh, not just comic book fans. And I feel like Marvel, they kind of set the bar really high with like up through Endgame. And then they're kind of rebuilding and starting over and trying to figure out how to rebuild excitement after, you know, this incredibly high high is is finished, you know? So yeah. Uh, well, like, where do you go after from a movie standpoint? Where the yeah. fuck do you go after killing off half the universe? It's like what yeah. is the threat that's worth caring about that like we have to address with an entire film? It's like it's tough to continue the, the scale. Yeah. And it's like multiverse, and it's like, all right, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's the Thanos paradox, right? Like you create a certain kind of villain that's actually worthwhile, and then you actually do the hard work of like act- them achieving their objective and the world's not it's not bad. It's just it, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's why they should have made these movies where the villains actually win. <laughs> well, Thanos did win in Infinity War. But he did. Right there. That would have been it. Actually, they could have just, just ended. It. Just, if they had just yeah. rolled out the rest of the story, it would have been interesting to see the Utopia build. <laughs> yeah. Everybody go <laughs> Place would look like the Jetsons five years later. <laughs> revolutionary, too revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was too radical, man. It was ridiculous. They, uh, you know, I've been watching. Um, I, I keep watching these shows where I'm like, "What can imperialism do for you?" So I've been watching Foundation on uh, Apple TV Plus, um, mm-hmm. which is like basically this guy named Empire that lives um, in his in his like dawn, his day, and his dusk as far as like the generational years at the same time as a clone and he rules the entire universe as empire um and then it's based off of isaac asimov book uh, of mm-hmm. the same title um then i watched the silo series on apple tv plus as well which is based off of another book series and that cat is an independent publisher so he owns all his publishing so like when he goes to apple tv to get the show made like he owns everything He's from, he's an mm-hmm. Amazon writer, like independent, independent, right? Hugh Howard or something like that. So like watching the show is like literally watching this cat get paid. Uh, and then um, I've been, uh, you know, been reading a couple of books here and there as far as like sci-fi, some really cool stuff, but um, watched that uh, Netflix thing. It came out in the movies much like you did, uh, Rob. I watched that, uh, they cloned Tyrone with Jamie Foxx as a clone. How was that? Jam- it was... <laughs> It was entertaining. I want to click it, but I haven't yet. I tried to watch it. It's it's like tried. It's just it's you know, Nick already knows what I'm going to say, right? Because our mutual friend said the same thing earlier, which is like, hey, which is like um, when they start getting Black American actors to go play British, 
Black British folks, then I can watch John Boyega be a Black American actor. I'm not mad at John Boyega for taking the role and getting the paycheck. It's just like, we keep doing this thing. And it's like, it's kind of difficult because like, you know, John Boyega and it's like, this is a whole act. And it's just like, and, and you know, it's acting, but like at the same time, it's like, I hate when actors act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Work. It all started with Idris. <laughs> fucking Idris. Idris came over and fucked yeah, up the wire. Funny. Everybody thought. John, tell me that motherfucker's not from Baltimore. <laughs> he was in the now, wire. Ba now, now Baltimore cast their whole slang sounds like they're just like, oh, we're gonna take that now. So, mm -hmm. cheerio and such. So, yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't get through, bro. I got like through maybe thirty-five minutes of it collectively, and that's like on the second or third try. I got that far. But yeah. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. I sat in the theater high as a kite on some edibles and ate a bunch of popcorn and was like, "Got it." I think I'm gonna be able to watch it now because I'll probably picture Q getting up in the middle of the theater and storming yeah. out like, "I want <laughs> bullshit." I'm gonna take an account of all the scenes that you be pissed at. <laughs> so like, my thing is like, if you can't do just throwing popcorn, black exploitation better than black dynamite, just don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do and it. it's just, it's not that good. It's not you that. Know what I'm saying? It's not that at all. It's not that. I don't know why. It's I not Michael. It's, it's not Michael. Duke getting out in the middle of X-Men, like, storming out because he found out Patrick Stewart could actually walk. <laughs> so, like, this is bullshit. Fuck this. bullshit, man. <laughs> I hate when the actors act. <laughs> You're a liar. Uh, He's supposed uh, to never say cut. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you guys off. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, we were just going over stuff we've been watching. That's really been. I've, I've been like that, and um, I got really deep into Ted Lasso, and that's an amazing show. I'm super late, yeah. but it's an amazing yeah, show. Ted, I, uh, Ted. I feel like I get involved with that. I watch a lot. I get bored sometimes, so I'll do these YouTube short stuff. And that's what's yeah. going on there a lot. So I get a lot of the clips, man. It seems like an awesome series. That's how I like it. Dude, it's fucking incredible. It's I think fucking I missed, incredible. I think I've missed the last season, the most mm -hmm. recent one, because they just released one, I think. It's it's one of the most like feel-good, heartwarming shows I've watched in a long time. It literally is just a feel-good show. Yeah. Like I spent the first I spent half of the first season trying to predict like the uh, the social uppercut that was gonna happen, and like people are just incredibly consistent throughout the show. And it's about people being consistent and just like, no, like these people are these people. Yeah, they and have problems like, and they're trying to figure them out. And like also, yeah, they're trying but to it's like their the problems don't make them like horrible people where you're like, okay, some drama is going to be brought up. And it's like, no, it's just people overcoming things by being the people that they are. And it's just fucking awesome. They all get an iPhone. None of them are the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can use an iPhone. <laughs> Ray can use an iPhone. On uh, Apple what TV. You, what you watching? Hey, what you watching, bro? Uh, I heard you going I to the theaters and watching crazy. the Blue Beetle. I watched the Blue Beetle. <laughs> um, I watched the Monkey King last night. That's new on the Netflix. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually knew about it. Uh, it was like these old storybooks, these legends, and like uh, this special monkey that came like came landed on this earth and. He wanted to be with the gods and an immortal, blah, blah, blah. Like, long story short, it was a good, feel good movie, but. Wait, so, like, Dragon Ball Z? Was it based on, like, Journey to the West? Like, a little bit. It's, it, the original books, I think, were called The Greatest Sage or The Great uh, Sage or something like that. And yeah. 
Yeah, he was just uh, the the route they took with the movie was basically this monkey who had all this potential who just wanted to be loved, but because he was different. He got shunned. He's like, all right, cool. Then I'm just going to do what I can to be above all of you. Yeah. So he had these special powers. He's like, all right, man, becoming immortal. You got to defeat all these demons, both below, mid, and above the heavens and stuff like that. So he went through his whole journey to like be whatever. But uh, it, it was it wasn't bad. I can see it being like a cool animated series. Yeah. That's like, mm -hmm. like uh, I don't want to say junk food, but like something easy to watch, kind of just run through. Is it something yeah. like the main character? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. So, hold up. So I'm like, so, that's the Monkey King that I know. Is Sun Wukong. Yeah, right. no, that's a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an actual live action one. So, so the, man, the, the man is, is the, he, gets, he gets made fun of. And then he's like, forget all this. I'm going to get these powers. And he gets the powers yeah. and it just like stunts on him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> okay. Like, he, he's just like, y'all going to make fun of me? Uh, immortal. Yeah. Watch. Dead. I don't mean nobody. Watch yeah. me. I don't need y'all. You know it's kind of dope. He makes he makes these peasants make a song and dance for him. They're like, "Who is the greatest?" The Monkey King. It's just, <laughs> I love it. It was cool. He just stunts on like, everybody. Like, I'm, like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start hitting the streets and like make a song about me. Make it yeah, cool. I'm like, this is just what Rob would do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make a song oh, about me. about old yeah. school, but like, I'm such a coon. You had me at fucking superpowered monkey though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care about it. <laughs> Um, you got my attention. <laughs> no, I haven't watched anything. Nothing crazy. Like, what I haven't seen anything in the theaters. I saw Blue Beetle. What else was out? Um, I saw Turtles. Did you see Turtles? Don't worry. You haven't seen the new Turtles yet? No, not yet. Not about it? About I haven't seen it. I, I don't know. I might steal it. I don't know. You what? I said I might steal it. I don't know yet. Two finger. <laughs> you, got, you got my two finger? Yeah. I think it deserves at least three. Three. three fingers, three fingers, yeah, three, three, three finger nap. Yeah, okay. We liked it. I liked it. It was fun. Did they do the turtle uh, justice? It definitely, it definitely stays on the childlike Nickelodeon style. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't have the dark, oh, okay. rugged live action or the newer version of the turtles. So yeah. it's definitely like they're kids. Give me the awesome. last I love that. They, they treat them like like they act like definitely teenagers. So that that part's pretty fun. They they stay consistent with that that theme of that they're children. You know. Definitely. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun with it. Obviously, their take on it with all the voices is pretty funny because you're like, oh, I know who this is. Like with Jackie Chan being the splinter, it's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Uh, um, what else, what, what else did you watch? I just rewatched Breaking Bad in between like getting work done because I don't really have to pay super close attention to it, but it's still entertaining to mm -hmm. me. And uh, I think I've said this like on our third episode now, straight, where I'm just like, it looks way too easy to make a lot of money. <laughs> Not much effort to make meth. Looks super easy. They made it so easy on the show. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like it's right. I, I feel like this is a really medicine. viable way to make money. <laughs> start doing some research Dude. on he has like a palette of money and I'm like why am I not doing this like I just got to get some pole medicine. You can YouTube anything really. Yeah. You keep, keep, keep in mind, keep in mind, his biggest problem in the entire show is that he can't spend said money. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a big problem to have. Can't spend. That is it. a but big not... ass problem. It's like yo, I have all this money, I can't do shit. He can't spend it in the way in which he wanted to, which was like big things on his family. Like I would keep it and then go be like going playing like in PlayStation fives and like TV 
Go yeah, he's like, I'm single. I have no choice. They turned it to like a Mario Land. Yeah. <laughs> and I would probably live at the strip club with my friends. Oh, so yeah. He wouldn't even unravel it. He'd throw the bricks at him. Yeah. You don't get rain. You just get a brick of one. Like, you give me concussions out. Yeah. We'd have a money catapult. <laughs> no, it's just when Drew's in there, they just catch the brick and walk off stage. That's the end of the show. Uh, I kind of want to make a money catapult now. Be an like, I'm, a, I'm a feminist. Dude, you should get like the the t-shirt gun that they use at the uh, at these at the basketball games. Exactly. Every week when you saw me walking in the door, you know I had some fucking weird contraption that me and Rob put together with like duct tape yeah. and Legos. And, like, it'd be like it'd be like it'd be like Mythbusters, just a different machine every time. Exactly. What has the most velocity? <laughs> Yeah, that's where I spend all my money engineering this new fucking. We also have to invest in whatever company does the most CT scans. Then be such that sounds game. like an amazing show. That's Talking a about podcast the <laughs> Like, all right, you'll get an extra brick if you can hang on to the pole, ready? <laughs> yeah. Like a carnival. I'll be obnoxious. I wouldn't even be like having fun. This is literally a coded conversation for like arms dealing and like its manufacturer. They're like, yeah, we're gonna go to strip club, make these. And all of a sudden, you find out they got a defense contract and shit. They actually making bread. They figured out how to launder the money. They good. I feel like we need a money catapult at, at the strip club now. <laughs> this is how it all gets exactly. That's like that's a Rob's that's already a problem. Ready to go. Sounds like fun. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a that's a that's a whole draw on its own. Mm-hmm. Worth a meeting. It's okay, guys. It's uh, give me out. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Red Bull, uh, five hour energy. Let's roll. Let's see what's up. Oh, like, Monster would do that in a second. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> um, but how much so you need? Get into today's topic or no? You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Did you see that? Uh, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Nah, it's all good. Do it. Nah. I saw this. Okay, so uh, there's this movie where Kate. It's called basically called uh, Kate Blanchett loses her mind, but it's also called Tar, and it's Kate Blanchett plays a composer of this uh, Philharmonic in Germany, and basically mm. uh, there it's like basically watching the whole the whole movie starts with like the longer credits at the beginning, which is really weird, and it starts with like an Instagram live thing, and you basically watch like this composer this conductor sorry this conductor like conductors like normally you see a rise to power you're seeing like a fall from grace i think i've heard of it and i've seen yeah. like some of the reviews and stuff um you good <laughs> something like <laughs> uh, <laughs> i smoking <laughs> in the chicken coop <laughs> you see shit dog <laughs> Like, cool, cool, cool. Like, how does there fly in the most sanitized country in the world? We don't normally put videos up of our podcast. But <laughs> like this will be the one. Yep. That's the clip. Oh, man. Why have you really yeah, been gone for so long? What's going on, man? He's like... <laughs> Find out there. He's like, also that shit, right? Aliens exist. All of a sudden, a friend has been replaced by a life model decoy. I was a, I was a robot. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Why does it? I don't know. 
All right, let's go. Lay the eggs in my ear. God damn it. So today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, Kung Fu movies, our relationship with them, uh, their relationship with uh, the hip-hop community, their influence on hip-hop, and vice versa. Uh, so I thought we might just go around the table and probably talk about like maybe some of our, our most favorite Kung Fu movies from when we were kids, or just of all time, uh, really. Uh, you want to start, you? Man, I don't want to start a kung fu conversation. Look, we're gonna be here. I'm gonna be the show this part. Okay. Just pick like two or three. I mean, that's what's cool about this. Even if you miss them, I'm sure one of us will throw in one. Yeah. Oh no. Nah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so first things first, I grew up watching like all the Bruce Lee Johns with like my mom's and my mom boyfriends when I was growing up. Mm. So like that's that's kind of like everything, like they got okay with that. And then also on because um, I'm old enough where we have the rotary dial. If you go high enough, they used to play them late at night. So I never knew what the names were. We would just watch them. And then the next day we would be outside playing like literally everything that we saw. Um, from there, what's up? Okay, sorry, my bad. I thought I, thought I missed something, my bad. Um, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> never. Man, this guy. Two, two for two. You and you really just nah. rehab or something. That's supposed to be like a white padded background. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. This is all fake. Uh, the camera keeps moving to make sure that it keeps the. You say Stockholm? Is that Stockholm Asylum? Exactly. <laughs> um, let me see here. It shocked me with the. Um, trying to think of what else. What? I'm not prepared. Let's see. Um, man, I remember. What was kind of your your first attachment association with kung fu and hip hop? So, my first association was really like. So my first association was really like whenever um. You know, like when you're hanging outside with your friends at the bus stop and like you start getting into like whatever kind of stupid fight and like somebody's like, yo, I'm I'm learning karate, I'm learning whatever. And they're like, oh, great. Now my phone's going there. Great. So. And they would do yeah. some crazy thing that they saw like in some crazy kung fu movie as though they knew it as though that was the way to fight or that was the way to do things. So like people would always like kind of like fake the funk at the stop of like knowing how to fight mm -hmm. by like doing these flying crazy kicks and shit. That was like my first like running with like Kung Fu movies was like hanging out with like all the kids, like Corey's and all the Corey's and stuff that I grew up with that would just like watch it in the afternoon and then just like start fights in the background and then get their asses kicked for <laughs> period. Like that's seen this in the movie. Fu. I got watches. Yeah, I watch this. You know what yeah. you gotta do? Is you gotta kick him low, and then you hit him high. You see how he did it in the top, and then all of a sudden it's like that's not how you do anything. Um, <laughs> that's like that's not how you do anything. <laughs> that's not how you do anything. That's not how it gets done. So like for me, I don't know. Like kung fu movies, I want to go down like all this list of like, but it's it was like everything, man. Like I think more so for me, like you have the hip hop crossover with like how it gets into everything, but I feel like what what it like what kung fu movies were were just like a way that like 
people just like related to you just used to just like hang out and i don't think kids really do this anymore just hang out and, i mean they do dumb shit but like you have all your phones and everything and it was just like i saw this thing and it was like how you like communicated and hung out with your friends and just did shit and like like you know learn like learn how to wrestle and fight and like do stuff period like jump off the tree like he jumped off the tree like this and then all of a sudden fucking uh you know t's got a broken ankle and we learned like, how to entertain ourselves without a yeah problem. it was like between it was yeah. like kung fu movies mixed with like wrestling and those two things like literally caused every traumatic brain injury yep. from like age <laughs> six to like 16 period like they were broken arms and limbs and so like um yeah i like like the actual specific movies like man i just I jumped in so late. Like everybody was talking about everything by the time, like you know, I saw Into the Dragon, saw Return of the Dragon, I saw the Bruce. I just, I just saw a lot of Bruce growing up, and then I got a chance to watch like the, the some of the older ones that y'all are gonna get into. As far as like, I didn't get a chance to really get into those um until much later, and like really like Kung Fu hit for me um during the Tony Jaa days, and then watching like. Like right now they're redoing Old Boy, and like to me that's like why like the the re-releasing Old Boy, and I'm like that version of it with the single shot just ah, and then when they redid it when Spike Lee redid it, it was just like okay that's you know it they made each other valuable. Like I don't think, yeah. So I'm rambling now. So y'all, somebody else take the mic. <laughs> Nico, what about you? Like, what's your, your earliest experiences with like kung fu movies and? Uh... Possibly the connection with hip hop. Uh, my earliest experience with kung fu movies is probably Three Little Ninjas, uh, <laughs> which are like the greatest child warriors of all time. Uh, shout out, shout out, Rocky Tolton, uh, Colton and Tum Tum. Um, I think that and like Jackie Chan was big for me. So the the reason why I got excited when you brought up the thing was because that's actually the first memory that I have of like bonding with my dad. Like there aren't a lot of, um, I guess, outside things that I remember after like maybe 12. So a lot of the early memories I have of my dad were like sitting down with him and just watching whatever it was that he was watching. So he used to have a bunch of these like Chinese kung fu films or whatever and it's kind of the same thing as Q where it's like I didn't know the titles some of them were just old Jackie Chan films but some of them were like the like old Shaolin like beard tossing like all that shit and like all the wires and the crazy sound effects and stuff like that so like he would have them on um and it was like usually like maybe there was one that was like seven furies or some shit like that but it'd be like titles like that um and to this day, I probably credit that with my ability to keep up with subtitles and also like see what's going on on the film. Like I noticed a lot of people, they kind of can only spare their attention to one or the other, which is why they don't like watching foreign films because they have to like pay attention to both. Um, and like from age seven, I remember like having to get through the subtitles so I knew what was going to be said and then watch it for the associated, like the associated action or whatever. Um, but that was like my, that's really like my first memory. And then I guess like the first time that I probably, this is going to be funny actually. The first time that I had like an association of Kung Fu and hip hop was the Black Power Ranger. Um, so like Zach would like do these like really stupid fucking dances 
and be like fighting and shit but they would change the music whenever he was fighting from the music they were using for all the other power rangers right so like so like he would like break down and start doing like windmills and shit and there'd be different music and that was the music that i like liked um and then through that you know inevitably you find wu-tang um but that was like yeah that was like a big part of it and it really the power rangers opened the door I remember that, like, I didn't notice it when I was a kid. Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. noticed it, but I didn't notice it you know, yeah. I mean, with the eyes that I have now as an adult. I'm just like, but they, they're adding a lot of, like, record scratches and shit. And Zach's like, <laughs> and like, yeah, every time. I mean, how else is he going to fight? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. <laughs> yeah. about you, bro? The source of uh, his power is the blue notes. <laughs> he's like one and two and one ah damn it I can't fight it. all these other rangers are, are, are fighting on the one and three I got this blue ranger was it this thing got defeated by someone doing a Charleston on him <laughs> Sucks. You're doing a fucking soldier boy. Fucking... <laughs> uh, Rob, you, you're um, I would say, so my brother and my cousin are a little older than me, so they they definitely watched some of the older ones that I wouldn't recognize either. Like like you said, the one with the guy at the fucking Fu Manchu and the old like mm-hmm. VHS tapes. But one thing that crossed over, I remember uh, watching was uh, the Shogun Assassin. And a lot of the clips from the Wu-Tang and the Jizz's record. It's from that movie. And this is a dope film. Yeah. I just remember, so a lot of that stuff, my association, kind of like some of you talk about, like, oh, I remember doing it with my dad. Like, that's something I do with my brother. My brother would get all these bootleg tapes and bootleg VHS stuff, and he'd bring it home. And that was kind of our thing. He's like, hey, don't let mom know, but hey, I got this thing, I got this thing, whatever. You know, I remember when he had this, like, bootleg fucking recorded two live crew. And I was like, what's two live crew? <laughs> you know, and same idea when he brought home the fucking Shogun Assassin. It was like, I was like, oh, this is dope. You know, and mm-hmm. then you start, as you got older, you make the connection of how it influenced, obviously, hip-hop or, like like you said, man, we out there, you see any Jean-Paul Van Damme, whatever, you go out there, I'm going to do that same move as soon as I get out of this theater. Yeah. <laughs> see if you can kick, see if you can do whatever. But, yeah, so I would say my brother was Shogun Assassin. And then, honestly, the only time it really made sense to me was Wu-Tang, because you just saw mm-hmm. how they basically like, hey, man, this is what a group of watch, and this is such an influence to me. Uh, they just did a really good transfusion of like, all right, let's put this all together. And that was pretty cool. And as you get older, you start looking back some of those older movies. Like, you know, obviously, at the time, there were classics. So on the AMC channel, whatever, you got the Bruce Lee's. The Chuck Norris's and stuff like that. And you just see, they were cool fighting flicks, but I think what happens in our community, we're talking about like, all right, well, these guys are just being oppressed, being fucking fighting for something bigger than, you know, you know what they, they grew up thinking they were fighting. Like a guy trying to, didn't like, you know, obviously the politics of his country, coming out and fighting against people from his dojo, whatever. There's always, they're fighting something that they're oppressed about, man. Um, I think I think a lot of times we all see that and we kind of relate. Like, all right, man, this dude's fighting his way out, man. Fucking had mm-hmm. a strong feeling about something. They disagreed. They're fighting for it. So you start seeing as you get older. But like, all right, I can see why we like these movies. And at the same time, like one thing my cousin always said, he's like, 
It's like Bruce Lee was the only non-white action hero that we could go, all right, that's kind of my dude. Yeah. So my cousin always liked Bruce Lee growing up. He's like, well, I didn't have a black action hero guy that I kind of like, all right, well, that's how I felt a bit, you know? And he's this vacation dude. And I'm like, well, I guess I agree. You got nobody that kind of emulates you. So you're like, all right, I'm a fucking Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, I was like, he sitting there, looked like he danced anyway. So my, I just remember hearing my cousin talk about him, like, yo, this dude just tiptoeing and dancing. Yeah. Every once in a while, he can punch you, kick you, whatever. He had swag, too. Like, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. cool as fuck. Like, uh, I can't remember if it was like. Bruce Lee will pull your bitch, right? <laughs> like, it was like <laughs> Enter the Dragon. Yeah, like the principal's uh, jacket with like the shades or whatever. And he just, he looked cool as fuck, you know? They always yeah. said that, uh, yeah, whenever they do the uh, biography of Bruce Lee, they whenever they do any movie or anything about him, they always talk about how he's just like, he had that, you know, he had that gift to gab and he had that, you know, yeah. had that movement. He was yeah. cocky. Like, yeah. he just came off as, like, really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, during the time where that was, like, a thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Was how about you? Me? Um, yeah, what about you, Drew? Uh, my earliest experiences were I had like a few pockets of friends. I want to say like around junior high, and uh, we little by little would accumulate like these VHS tapes and eventually like DVDs and stuff. Um, we ran into this one dude who was like older. I don't remember how we fell in with this guy. He was like an adult, like and he worked at like the jewelry store in the mall, and. I don't remember mm-hmm. how we figured out that this guy a had like store a plug. Or a kiosk. No, it was an actual store. Okay. It was like a sales. And like Ooh. we figured out somehow, I think the just the topic came up and this thing ignited this guy. And he was like, I like this, I'm into this, you guys into this. And he just fucking took off with it. And uh he started bringing us like uh, DVDs that he had burned from like his VHSs. So we had like the plug, you know? <laughs> so we I think my early experiences were like with I think Storm Riders, but like it had like this definite like a mystical type of kung fu. And there's just a scene where that stuck out to me where like this dude could he was like a waterbender kinda, but he mm-hmm. was getting fucked up and there was like no water around him. Like they they purposely uh lured him away where his power was gonna be ineffective or whatever. This dude rips his arm off and uses the blood as like his weapon and like starts stabbing people and I was like I don't know if I can go back to watching like my regular like movies and TV shows and shit like that. This is <laughs> this is next level, you know. Nothing else is gonna. This is so up. much more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's speaking to me, right? And then yeah. uh, there's just like a lot of movies like that. Um, obviously, like uh, Enter the Dragon. I think Game of Death was one we used to love, but I think yeah. that's the one where Bruce passed away and they finished it with like. Uh, a different actor there's like a lot of like like a lot of non-face mm-hmm. yeah exactly or dark yeah or the dude who's that I remember uh, still, but they superimposed Bruce Lee's face over him you know that's it was, wild it was bad yeah. but we still loved it because it had those scenes where he was just like working his way up through the different bosses and like going through all these different styles and you find out later that you know, he's live action video game he's teaching these different philosophies yeah. about like you know not even just martial arts just like uh, life you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, you like water, and then I want to say, like, uh, around high school, uh, there was a movie that uh, kind of blended hip hop aside from Wu Tang, which I feel like we all kind of recognize, like, was okay. chocolate and peanut butter. 
uh, epicenter of hip hop and, and martial arts. Uh, there was this movie called Volcano High. MTV, you know, it was already a movie. I think it might have been Korean, but MTV took it and then they dubbed it with like all hip hop artists. So like Method Man and I think Jizza or. Oh man, that sounds amazing. Oh yeah. Huh? That sounds amazing. And I'm pretty sure you can look it up, you know? Yeah, uh, but I'm going yeah, it to. Was, it was pretty great. Like both versions is pretty great. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the ones where like me and my friends used to get together and watch that shit. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you what happened in it, but just the fact that like it was a march, it was like a martial arts movie dubbed by like our favorite rappers and stuff. We were all about it. Right. Or fucking remember Def Jam Mandetta? That's right. That came yeah, the wrestling game. Yeah. Yeah, we just love fighting. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, also there's an anime called Samurai Chomper. I think it came out a little bit later. I think it was like early 2000s. But it definitely... Absolutely. Like, Samurai is obviously Japanese, but like, it definitely infuses a lot of hip-hop. In, with yes. Arts, you know? Um, no, the soundtrack on that is nuts. Yeah, it's so, so good. <laughs> and like, even Mugen, one of the Samurais, like, his fighting style is like a breakdancing type of fighting style where he does like a lot of like head spins and back spins yeah. and like he'll roll up on his shoulders and like do like the splits and like just kick like a group of people. It's it's Shenmue is like Afro Samurai before Afro Samurai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And Afro Samurai is worth mentioning too because it's pretty Yes it is. Afro Samurai is pretty, pretty amazing. Samuel Jackson yeah. as a samurai. Yeah. The Rizzo. Doing the yeah, so many, there's so many different continuations on that as well. Like I was going through it one day and I was like, oh shit. Like mm -hmm. I, thought I'd, I thought I'd seen it all. It was like broken up in a weird way too when it came out. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to ask you guys both about like uh, do you guys have favorite movies that have been clearly influenced by like Kung Fu movies? And like The Matrix I feel like would probably be the one that, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, big one, you know, Kill Bill, uh, Matrix. Yeah. Um, I was a big Jet Li fan. Me too. I like Jet Li movies a lot, so he had a bunch of them. Um, and the one was like one of my favorites. That had like yeah. one of the first yeah. multiverse movies. Um, like grew up during that then, during that bend from like Steven Seagal, Jean Claude Van Damme to like those guys not being legitimate martial artists to like the yeah. acrobatics of like Jackie Chan and like um Yo, the Jet League video game was the best game ever. <laughs> um, that game was great. I really Sorry, really like I didn't mean to cut you. I loved uh we watched Jackie Chan movies and stuff, but still felt like kind of distant. Like I love Drunken Master, but then when he did Rush Hour, like it kind of felt more like, mm -hmm. like tangible. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, I think they did it. On I know what you mean. Because they had a Chris Tucker and his version of like kind of. Uh, yeah, they just they're different but the same. They did a good job of trying to understand their cohesion. You know. Yeah, they just minstreled the whole thing and let it rock. It's pretty. Yes. Yeah. They Rush Hour is probably one of the favorites too. I want to mention them. I love it. See, I heard they're doing another one. That would be amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> See, oh they already God. got our money. Take it. He's going to get it's, that man. It's weird how, hurt. like, uh, what is That's it? five fingers. <laughs> yeah. They like, <laughs> like, Chris Tucker made his money and then bounced, kind of. Yeah. Doesn't he have, like, a whole, like, 
fall from grace and then like rise again story like relative to that whole situation i, I don't know i don't remember you know another perspective too is like maybe he was just happy where he's at yeah. No, I, that's what I'm that, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mean like a fault. Like, I think like when I say in tar, it's a bad one, right? But I mean like a like I don't remember if it was like he, I don't think he necessarily did anything. I think he just made his. I think it was like he made his money and was like out. Yeah, yeah, he definitely didn't want to take just any role. I know he yeah. used to like all right. Let's talk about awesome. that. Man, I better have this. Yeah, like, nothing under this amount. And he was cool mm -hmm. saying no to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, those cats like. It's like uh, we were out east. We were out in San Diego. We actually stayed in a section where like Jaleel White was there, and like somebody tried to clown him, and it was just, he was just like, "Remember that? Why would you fuck with Stefan?" No, somebody was. It was just like <laughs> hanging out. It, nobody. I didn't hang. I didn't miss him. He's just <laughs> chilling. He's minding his own business. Jaleel, he was buff too. He was chilling. So like, cats. I don't know. It's just congratulations for being able to like get in and out of the belly of the beast unscathed. Yeah. Mm. Right. That takes a lot. Like it takes a lot to be able to get out of that thing. So, but um, remember when you first saw Ombak? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that shit fucking blew my mind, and like the, literally sitting there just like out of breath, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, the raid redemption was that. Yeah, I saw that first. Yeah, like they went from like, oh my god, that and the dread. Oh my god! I know dread's not kung fu, but that was so kung fu reminiscent. Like they were pulling on everything with like the kung fu spaghetti western in the yeah. middle of like a block. Honestly, what revitalized me when I started rewatch when I started seeing the uh, when the Ip Man's came out. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, did like, you ever see the Keanu Reeves John that they did? Which one? Keanu Reeves did a movie where he talks. It says forty-seven Ronin or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it though. It's kind of like it's kind of like eh, but like when you're watching it, you're like okay, like this is it's a better job than Last Samurai. Like, yeah. <laughs> does it? Yeah, like oh my god, like you're watching, you're just like, all right. So hopefully you didn't insult everybody by doing this movie. <laughs> but like also at the same time, it's not bad. I feel like Keanu Reeves like has a few movies that, like he's, I don't I don't feel he's appropriating anything, but like. There's a few movies where they're definitely influenced from like uh, martial arts, kung fu movies, and things like that. Because I know John Wick, at least one mm -hmm. or two, pulls directly from this movie. Where uh, they use martial arts. John Wick is like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu with guns. That shit. Yeah, but yeah, he, uh, he pulls from this movie called Villainess, where it's like this chick who's like uh, turned into like this assassin and shit like that. So a lot, especially a lot of the motorcycle shit, you know. But I thought that um the gung fu stuff was from Equilibrium. Yeah, that's true for sure. Uh, but we have that the Matrix. If we're talking about Keanu Reeves, and then like I didn't see Forty Seven Ronin, but I, I trust him. Um, he did another one where he's like, he's not Forty Seven Ronin. He actually plays like a uh, I don't know if it's a um he plays like this guy who like sets up fights, um and like he's like the he's like well not the final boss, but he's like the boss that can fight. I think that's just real life. Somebody was just following him with the camera. <laughs> so, oh, I think that was last Friday. You saw some shit you weren't supposed to see. Doc yeah. Documentary. Yeah, that's when you, you're in Stockholm. You just saw that shit last Friday. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, I feel like his name has to come up. He, I know he does karate and it's not Kung Fu, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Michael Jai White. 
Big Daddy Black Dynamite. First off, any conversation that doesn't include Michael Jai White, I'm I'm mad at myself right now. Thank you, Google. I'm I'm furious at me. Like I should have just led with that. I knew I was fucking up the moment I said anything, and I didn't. No, watch Bone. Oh, oh yeah. I love it some Bone. I can watch that shit all the time. <laughs> it's like I'm fucking people up in tens. <laughs> love it, love it. Yo, <laughs> oh my god. Wow, prison, prison kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jai White, my favorite Michael Jai White is not even necessarily in the movies. It's the one where he's off scene with Kimbo Slice and he's showing yeah. him perception. And he's, he's like, like yeah. hit me. Yeah, he's like, hit me. Yeah, that shit was beautiful. That was the yeah. most like real, like, he's in the, like, same, in the same breath, though, another like offline interview. He was talking about like, oh, who would win? You or Bruce Lee? He's like, I'd kill Bruce Lee. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, yeah. you know how much I think away? He was like, <laughs> I would just crack yeah. it up with like, not even like a doubt. With it, just no. instantly like, I don't care about respect. This is real life. I'd kill him. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, he would die. And you, you know, I was gonna say, you know where it's at though, because he's like, I'm not gonna be able to fight Bruce Lee like normal. I'm gonna have to kill him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. No, I, I love Mr. Jai White. Uh, I feel like yeah, good. I'm proud of myself. The amount of people that I've introduced to Black Dynamite. Really it's a, it's an important yeah. statistic. Hold on, the Black Dynamite, the movie, or also the cartoon? The movie. I've only seen some of the cartoon. The cartoon was okay. I like. I, yeah. I think I, I never it got into I like Black Dynamite. But did you like the cartoon? I got all the way into the cartoon. The cartoon yeah. was so because they they did Richard Pryor, they did Nixon, they did like so they did the uh they did Nixon bringing drugs to the hood, and then instead of the hood getting strung out on crack, they're like keep that shit out there, and they got the they got everybody else strung out on crack and made the hood beautiful. <laughs> they made it like the Jetsons. It made it beautiful. It was like Wakanda in that movie. It was amazing. I was gonna say, right. yeah, the imperialist capitalist version of like Black Utopia is. Yeah. Anyway, so like they made it like that, and so it was, it was amazing. I thought that, that Trump's show. him having a nunchuck fight with Richard Nixon. I don't hmm? know, man. I think it's a photo. Nah, I'll take the I'll take the <laughs> nunchuck fight. I'll take the nunchuck fight. I wasn't big oh, on the fight too. <laughs> like that fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I could watch that shit the rest of this week, like every day. I love Black Dynamite. She was like, it will never not be funny. Black Dynamite is probably like that's what they were trying to do with the Tyrone because they even had the um, they even had and the Kyle Malt Liquor was in there. Really? Yeah, see, <laughs> like, I no, I didn't even get far enough to see that. I'm good. Yeah, I, just, I, I told you, I saw it in the theater. I was hot. I remember, I remember it was traumatic. It's not, you know, yeah, I'm all set. It's like, <laughs> I went, see, I didn't even go in expecting okay. Black Dynamite, I went in expecting uh, sorry to bother you. Mm. And that's the part that messed me up. Yeah, with, which uh, one's Boots that? Riley's which one started bothering? Uh, Boots Riley and uh, the cat that plays Darius on Atlanta. Mm. Oh, that's right, where they do the phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Phone calls and like their, their mm -hmm. uh, white voice, or whatever business. Yeah. Put on your voice in order to make the money. And then you put on the yeah. voice to make the money. You can't turn it off. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. It's in my queue. Yeah, if you watch that, you might. I be. said it. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. If I was gonna think of another 
a movie that I love that like definitely uh, combined hip hop or hip hop culture and uh, Romeo Kung Fu. Must Die. Romeo Must Die. Yeah. Because mm. <laughs> Jet Sorry. Lee, his star was on the rise, right? Like, or that was when mm-hmm. it was burning his brightest, right? Because I think the first time I saw Jet Lee, I'd heard of him. And then I saw Lethal Weapon 4, and then I went back and watched his, his, his Kung Fu movies, like mm-hmm. uh, Legend and things like that. And then yeah. Romeo Must Die was like his Black Mask out. was my shit. I did like Black Mask. My friend hated it. He was, he hated it so much he saw it in the theater. <laughs> I loved it. Were, people were audibly booing in the theater. It's so bad. Nope. But I loved it I so loved. much. It's like the Mace album, Double Up. Everybody was there. He for doesn't it. feel pain. That's great. Well, Romeo Must Die was pretty... St- didn't have, like... DMX was in it. Uh, Anthony yeah, Anderson. Leah was in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, everybody was there. It was like it was like the precursor to Belly. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the precursor to The Heart of They Fall, where everybody's in this movie. Um, it was like uh, cradle, to, cradle to the Grave. Yeah. Sherman Helmsley, Uncle Phil, Will Smith, Alberto fucking Carl- Carlton, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> yeah, the dude who played Benson. He's in there. The dude. Who I will say all the scenes that I, used to, I still love watching. Um, all the fight scenes from the Boondocks. Yeah. Yeah. Those are oh, with uh, Bushido Brown. I always wanted. I That's wanted right. more of those. <laughs> Cheeto Brown, don't wipe his own ass. Give me more. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's nab wow. Oprah. Oh, got my Angela. Yeah, I heard we were supposed to be in some more Boondocks too, though. Yeah, but uh, with this John Witherspoon passed away, right? Yeah, yeah, they're right in that time. They were talk- they're talking about doing it. Leave it alone. I would I would say leave it alone. They can't do that. Yeah, I would say so now. Yeah, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything yeah, else right now. I uh, know. Like, I hope that they don't. <laughs> what was it? Regina King, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regina King. Yeah. Regina King. Regina King did a lot of work. I feel like she didn't get her flowers enough. Zero. That would be the only the only reason to bring it back would be get everybody paid. Yeah. That would be it. Like that would be, just to be to throw the other ones in the syndication so that way they everybody could get paid off the new ones and then and the old ones getting played again. But like there's also the problem is that you still have what is it episode thirteen the Martin Luther King yeah. episode or ten and that's the one that one in the uh, season three or four the BET episodes like those are the ones that's where he just goes ham. Uh, yeah, you took out the Tyler Perry, <laughs> your boy Tyler Perry, uh, that episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah when they you, what kind of you want the peach with the strawberry. Yeah, body loyals. <laughs> but um, but uh, Atlanta went after Tyler Perry recently, so I think you're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler, uh, Childish Gambino did in the uh, um, the, was it next to last or the, the third to last or the next to last episode of the series? Really, that's one show. I'm surprised they didn't get a kung fu show out of that one. I'm surprised they didn't have like a a dream sequence that ended up in like a spaghetti western kung fu scenario. Yeah. With the surreal, with the use of surrealism, there is a. Mm, I think also like, uh, cause like, 
the kung fu movies, right? Like we're saying kung fu specifically around Chinese, but also a lot of these things are particularly Japanese as well, right? So like yeah. some of them using the swords and such like that. So like it's interesting to see like the 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 flow like come back into uh, fashion. Everything from like the hats they used to wear at the amusement parks when we were growing up. We used to go to roller coaster rides to like now the kimono swag is like a whole thing. So. Like people are walking those is like official like going out like this is what i'm going to do or just like hanging around the house yeah. appropriation be what it is but like yeah yeah so when you're younger anybody who took that stance or some type of confidence you're like i can't fight this dude he no problem <laughs> That's you, what fake, you fake the fog and you just go that's exactly what I'm saying. Like you be hanging at the bus stop, and all of a sudden, like one of your buddies to take that stance, and now then your buddy who knows how to fight will just punch him directly in the face. <laughs> you, just, you just watch happy like do it. You punch me while I was channeling my cheese. Oh man, that's not how you're supposed to fight, man. You yeah. ruined up. Come on, you be like, ugh. My cheese was a channel. Like, uh, damn, Eric. Eric dropped that Eric dropped Deton at the fucking stop like a fucking bag of potatoes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man, I didn't learn that one yet. Wow. Ooh, terrible. Shit. You guys have anything else you want to drop in? Um I mean, the one that's actually kind of interesting is uh the the infinite callback, like not, not the infinite callback, but the callback of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. To yeah. everything, everywhere, all at once. And like that, like showing up in there. That's like one of the, that's that's like a pretty dope fight sequence they have there. The, uh, same, um, the same actress who was in that movie plays the same actress and she's channeling herself playing the actress in that movie to learn how to fight in this movie. Yeah. Y'all yeah. didn't see everything all at once? Yeah, I love one of my yeah. favorite movies. Yeah. Okay, word. That's good. I know yeah, it doesn't cost a lot. Like a episode talking about it. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Oh, you remember? We probably did. See, I knew you weren't cute. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Green screen. He's like, uh, uh, take me uh, to where you hold your doggy treats. You will be back in a moment. <laughs> this music is pleasant to my human ears. <laughs> I need consumption. <laughs> Cutie wants them to drink. I do not require sustenance. We're on to you. Yep. That's not where you put the water, dude. <laughs> um, do you guys have specific uh, actors? I know we kind of talked about Jackie Chan and Jet Li already and Bruce Lee. Those are the big ones. I think we inadvertently talked about Donnie Yen when we talked about uh, mm -hmm. Man, but you guys yeah. have any but he else that you feel was necessary to, to shout out. Like I love Gordon Liu, who ended up playing uh Pi May in Kill Bill. And I think he was in the uh, 36 chambers of Shaolin. I like uh, old John Claude Van Damme. I yeah. Like, yeah, old. Like when he's like being like, yo, forget it. Like the old Dusty when he's in the movies now, just like making fun uh, yeah. of everything. That's great. It hurts to do a split. Like <laughs> He's like, he's like, ah, goddamn. Uh, I think I, I hit on mine. And then, uh, I can't. Jackie was really the big one. Oh, man. Yeah, the, the old Jean Claude, the aging Jean Claude is the best. 
So uh, yeah. I think that's dope. Um, uh, uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl Weathers? Yes, 100%. Carl Weathers. Huh? Was he? That's your Kung Fu master? No, not my Kung Fu master, but just, you know, Action Jackson, baby. Like, I'm not going to let the... I'm not going to talk about Kung Fu movies without talking about the police officer without a gun in Detroit. (laughs) That movie was so over-the-top ridiculous. I loved it. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's... Like, Black Dynamo is channeling some of that. Like, how ridiculous... You know, badass he was supposed to be. He was having muscles on muscles and veins on veins. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of there was a lot of other things. Yeah, he got he got the diet down. Like he had the he had the Atkins keto before it was the keto. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He knew what it was. Everybody was like, "Oh, you don't eat carbs." He's like, "Look, I just wear this shirt. I don't have a gun. I don't curse." (laughs) Nobody has love for like Chow Yun Fat or nothing. No. Uh Oh yeah, bulletproof Mm mode. Yeah. You know what I will say is as much as I've watched a lot of like I can say I kind of remember watching some of them, but like no one a lot of the guys as cool as they have a they are and maybe they have a great history. Like I don't recall like they I didn't watch them enough where they like strung a chord in my heart. Like obviously like they're great, but yeah, some of the ones that we all talked about, like I think those are the ones that are just like mm-hmm. those are the ones that like stuck with me, you know. It just hit me right now that we're forgetting I just did Action Jackson, right? And then I forget that like Duh, Blade, right? Wesley Snipes. Oh right? my God, Wesley's been I doing. Black that's movie. a very, it's a very underrated trilogy slash movie itself. And some people have their opinion about trilogy, but dude, I love me some Blade. I love Blade. Like highly, like, like just forgotten. He made me think if I go into a nightclub and that song's on, I can go in there. It's a, I'm gonna make it rain blood. And I'm gonna fuck everybody up. I'm like, I, I can do that. Uh, Blade's entire fit still works, except for the haircut. Yeah. Everything still works. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! I fuck that whole fit, like that whole the leather with the vest and the bringing out the things, yeah. like his whole fit, everything. <laughs> like he's just hit people, man. <laughs> then he stopped in the middle. <laughs> like he was. I love you. Huh? Like he was thinking. I love about, even more that like Michael Jai White was like sticking up for him in a in a way where it was like an interview like on a red carpet or something, and they were like high on oh I think it might have been Black Panther or something like that, and they were like yo like you need to give Wesley his respect like Blade built all this shit you know like way back before like Marvel was on the verge of being bankrupt around the time that movie came out that movie yep. came out and did gangbusters. Invigorated yeah. interest in comic book movies theory, you know. I think it was out That's, before. It was like 1998, right? It was out before X Men, you know. Yeah. yeah. Everybody gives, and the only thing that Wesley Snipes, everybody forget rumors about the taxes, and it's just like, yeah, but like, like nobody's helping. Like no, like they just let this cat go. Like let him go off to prison on some tax beef. Yeah. <laughs> for 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 seven years. Like, wait, like, I'm supposed to make taxes? <laughs> Well, no, that's the whole, so that's the whole thing. Like, he, it wasn't that he didn't, it was, I mean, he didn't pay taxes. It was more <laughs> to the fact that he was like, I ain't paying this off of some, like, reparative work. Like, yeah. we don't owe you anything. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you heard, like, any of the fucking crazy stories about Blade 3, which makes me love that movie even more? 
So I didn't like nah, it. I didn't hear anything about it. Hearing the insane marijuana fueled stories about like how crazy Wesley Snipes was acting on set make me love it. And they point out some of the weird shit he was doing that actually is still in the movie. And it makes it way more enjoyable to watch. I think he was he was, I think he was low-key like protesting that they brought in like Jessica Beale and Ryan Ryan Reynolds just to have them spin off without him. So he was kind of like, fuck this shit. But I'm not sure, but I think he might have been under contract, so he kind of had to do it. But mm. Patton Oswald tells like several stories about him being on set and refusing to come out of his trailer and only referring to himself as Blade. And then not when he wouldn't come out of his trailer, he would just pass like little stick it notes or whatever. <laughs> and he would sign them. He would sign them as Blade. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I need more Cheez-Its in my trailer. Blade. Come up. I want only a bowl of red M&M's. Yeah. Love Blade. Right. But there's That's one silly yours. You can see it in uh, Blade Trinity. So there's a sequence they talk about too where like, you know, every time they do a take and they have to keep doing shit, it costs them money. You know, they're on the schedule budgeted for like a certain amount of time, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a sequence where like he's I think they're draining him for his blood or something. He's like on a surgery table. And Blade is supposed to be like waking up and he's supposed to be like opening his eyes, but he refuses to fucking <laughs> open his eyes. Have you heard this? Did I tell you this? He I refuses. I love it. I love his stubbornness. So <laughs> if you watch the movie, if you go back and watch the movie, yes. they have to CGI in like his eyes opening. Really? It's amazing. It's so fucking uh, bad. Oh, I gotta see this. Not that, I, not that I would be mad about it. Now I gotta go watch it again. It's so terrible. It's Hold on, Wesley Snipes won't open his eyes. Yeah. Why? Like, just he's just being an asshole. Like nobody knows. They said, and it cost you just think about how much money it cost them just to get him to open his eyes. Like they just CGI this his eyes open. Imagine his next one. Like, That's great. Yeah. Wait, open your eyes. Wesley, open your fucking eyes. Who is this Wesley? Nico? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blade, we please open your eyes. This is Cosmos. We're losing daylight, man. So great. I hate to do that. That's great. Hold on. I'm looking up the director of the movie to figure out who lost this shit. <laughs> uh, David S. Goyer. Yeah, dude. Uh, kind of, it made me think about it the same idea. You ever watch that documentary of. Uh, it's specifically Jim Carrey doing Man on the Moon and how he just he yeah. totally just stays in character doing yeah. that movie yeah. of, of yeah. Andy. And dude, he made everybody lose their mind on set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing those yeah. kind of stories though. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Where like the behind the scenes antics can make like a good movie better or a bad movie like yeah. watchable, you know? Because you know <laughs> yeah. what went on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, was, he he often talks about Man on the Moon being like the movie that literally changed his entire everything. Yeah. Because he realized that like everything was just like a, an act. Yeah. And like all these like selves that you put on in order to be around the world. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. Or if you ever watch, uh, what was it? Not the Rock and Roller. What was it? The um, the one with Andre 3000 that's like Guy Ritchie. You would notice me go. Guy Ritchie's... Uh, Oh, de Kabbalah, where he's like basically like Andre, uh, Jason Statham's in it. Revolver. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, if you see that, it's like a big ad for for Kabbalah, the Jewish, um, the religion of Jewish mysticism. Like you're watching it, and they talk, they go into that whole thing. Like, who are you actually talking to? That person in your head is not your friend. And I feel like from like, like as kung fu movies like kind of got old, and like as kung fu movies turned into and like bridged over with anime, like that internal dialogue is like such an interesting thing to like play around with, like who's actually choosing to fight who's actually pulling the trigger like is it you or is it your like reaction right or is it like your trigger like not trigger finger but trigger as far as trauma that shit's wild to see them like take that on and stuff like psychopaths and stuff like that that's in uh revolver and revolver yeah revolver with jason jason statham because he's holding the gun over ray Liotta. i think it's ray Liotta's in it or it's a ray Liotta wannabe i don't know <laughs> I feel like that's a solid note for us to end on today <laughs> and wrap our season on like I just want to reiterate how much I appreciate you both yeah. right? and you Rob I yeah. feel like we've really grown like this little fraternity of brotherhood of, of, of brown and blackness <laughs> come together and made this beautiful sexy mochaccino with our, we got our little chocolate drop back glad to see you yeah. Um, how's that Stoke Island? How long how long you uh doing a bid for? <laughs> we'll be out here for three to seven, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got a little bit left. And uh, stop bumming him in there. You have to look and send like questions that are gonna short circuit his, his programming. <laughs> Describe love to me. <laughs> Not able to compute. <laughs> what is love? All over the circuit. Am I love? I'm Michelle. This We're going to see you all in season four, which I, I mean, hope so. Right the corner. Yeah. Got some fun stuff. The season, uh, it's like the, the points accumulate mean nothing. <laughs> 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 They're completely meaningless. What, <laughs> what episode are we on? Ah. I'm keeping track. I'm keeping track. I believe you. Um, I think. Uh, yep. We're probably going to take like a little, maybe like a month hiatus or something like that. Probably mm -hmm. come up with some stories. I mean, uh, uh, some structured episodes. Yeah. Drew's uh, high key, like the most organized and like planned out person, period. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, you're like, oh, da da da. All of a sudden, you're just like, nah, Drew, like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> we're going to do this. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. But I did. I, I thought I wanted to, I want to do a. I think early on in the season, I want to have the Keanu Sans where we kind of talk about like Keanu Reeves movies and stuff like that. And his yes. rise as a social figure, kind of like. We're going to start from speed or we're going to talk pre speed? All of it. Do it all. We'll talk about like his entire arc as like a, as an actor, like just an actor to like. We're going to start of, when he punched his way out the room. Yeah, exactly. So like this inspiring. <laughs> cigarette. Yeah. This kind of everyman that kind of just lives amongst us you know Sounds he, good. Has kind of, he has a great way of blending into the society like he's i love seeing all the videos of him just being a regular dude chilling on the train walking around like they were like no that can't be Keanu. he's just some regular dude just yeah. Walking around. yeah if he had a, if he had millions upon millions of dollars and you yeah. were just chilling like what are you what are you actually going to do like yeah just, just enjoy, like, literally, yeah. just enjoy this yeah. motherfucker. He's still spending that Bill and Ted money. Yeah. 
Like, uh, wasn't he on uh, uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead or some shit like that? Wasn't that him too? Uh, or is that just like his likeness? No, early on, he was definitely bouncing around a lot and he would pop up in a lot of stuff where he really like, kind of blew up. Hmm? In, in Dracula. Boy, Dracula's movie that made it. Give me two. That's right. Yeah. Point break, baby. Yeah. I think if we're going to do... Let me try. I feel like... There should be some sort of like, hmm. I'm trying to figure out who would be like the equivalent, not even the equivalent, but like, because I feel like we're always having, like Denzel Washington has been going on like this 30 year campaign to kick your ass. And like, that's it. Like he's just letting everybody know he can whoop your ass ever yeah. since like training day. <laughs> they having another Equalizer 3 is coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It actually looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tried to muscle through Equalizer 2. I don't know, maybe I was just in a weird space where I wasn't uh, sitting down and paying enough attention to it. I, like I don't think it requires one. that kind of attention. That's all right. Still, like, it was just like, whoa. I think early on in the movie, he's like on this train with like a fake beard. And I just, I don't know. Kind of losing me already with like the prosthetics and shit like that. They're just like obvious, you know. You're kind of telegraphing to the room that I'm not who I'm pretending to be, you know. <laughs> I have this kid, this six year old like kid, Donald Trump wig. He got half the stash on his lip. Like, oh, I'm the president. He just. <laughs> He looks like Eddie Murphy in that old sketch, White Like Me, where he pretended to be a white dude. He's, like, <laughs> he's trying to like blend in and infiltrate this. Movie. Like, oh, how much for the newspaper? <laughs> no, no, just take it. Just take it. Yeah, you're not fooling anybody, man. How much for newspaper? That's how I think it is here. Like, I think every time I go to get stuff, they're just like, oh yeah, it costs something. Like they have all the stuff out, and they're just like, oh right, yeah, 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 pay money. As soon as I leave, you know any other breaks like this? As soon as I leave, every single store is like Sigur Rós. I guys, we're gonna go. Well, it's good catching up with you guys, gentlemen. I appreciate the love. I know our schedules are tough to coordinate, so I appreciate y'all making the time, man. But keep 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 doing all your amazing stuff, and we'll catch up on the flip. For sure, for sure. Be safe, yo. Be safe, yo. Be safe, definitely.